this entire mix was like uh this entire mix was an hour and 20 minutes the longest mix i've ever did most of the time when i do them it's like uh 55 minutes last night i i I got the cooking by the time i finished it was 80 minutes long i was gonna say what was the inspiration like what was there a theme to this mix or you just like i'm going until i stop i was just practicing so i'm gonna be honest with you when I like the two song, I started with "Do I Do Stevie Wonder" into okay. Michael Jackson "Rock with You." I'm not gonna hold you. That transition was piss poor. Okay. But I will say there are pockets when I like got into my bag. Hold on. Oh, let me see if I can find something. Hold on, I'm gonna find something. Oh, I got it. I I got I got one for you. I got it. Can you hear it? Come on. There it is. All right, so we got Jack Harlow, first class. Right. So I'm, you know, I'm vibing with it real quick. See, I was vibing with it right here. Ah, hey, hey. Listen to this. Hold on. Hold on. Actually, I might be off a little bit. No, I'm not. Oh, wait, hold on. Now we got it. All right, I got it. Got it. Now, this won't easy. I figured out a trick over wellness week taking out stems, separating uh-huh. vocals from beats. Uh-huh. Hold on. I was about to get into it, but it was like the it was the simplest yet hardest thing I learned. Okay. Because essentially, first off, I didn't know this feature was in Serato Pro. Okay. So I've been fucking around, and I keep trying to do what I learned how to do, but it was mad difficult. Hold on, this might be it right here. Come on, bro. Okay, so what song did you mix it with? This is Track Star by Mooski. Okay, I don't know who that is. Nah, but like if you heard it, you'll know it. Okay. She a runner, she a track star. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I just didn't know who sounds who. See, I overlaid Jack's vocals over that beat. It sound, I thought it would sound bad. It didn't sound too bad. I ain't gonna hold you. Okay. We we you gonna have to jump on Twitch and give us. I think session. what I would need to do is find a fucking. Uh, I have to find a like camera, to, like set it up. I got you. Like a there's GoPro. A few, there's like a few. I'll play a little bit later. There's a there's. There was like a few few transitions. I was like, "This shit kind of fire." Hold on. What was your, what was your favorite transition? Like, what two songs did you just blend perfectly? Bruh, it's this. It's this one I've been working on. All right, you okay? You're gonna appreciate this because you've been okay. in your gunna bag lately. I have been in my gunna bag lately. So you remember? You did you listen to the song "Who You Fooling" by Gunna? What album was that? I listened to one of that, that was "Dripper Drown" too. I have not listened to any "Dripper Drown." All right, so "Dripper Drown" too. Last song. It's "Who Who You Fooling." And I, I, I put, I transitioned uh, "Twist and Turn" by Popcon, Wizkid, Party Next Door, Drake into "Who You Fooling." Let me see. Okay. No, right. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. Okay. This this song by itself kind of fire. You heard this? I've never heard this. This is nice. 
Now this, this, we, this song kind of listen. I can put you under a few few songs. Okay. But listen, I heard. I, I was listening to this, and I was like, man. Who you fooling would kind of be fire with this? So I was fucking around, bro. When I figured, listen to this. Okay. Come on. That don't sound bad. No, okay. That's the who you fooling be. You'll know it. See, it don't sound bad. No, it does not sound bad. Okay, you gonna quit your you gonna quit your job? No, no. But I'm thinking of, I I put all, all these mixes like I'm playing this off of SoundCloud. I feel like I can just like yeah, you can just make that, that SoundCloud link public. It's a private yeah. one. I might do another mix tonight. See if I get a. I feel like there are like transitions that I'm comfortable with. I got to find multiple transitions that I feel comfortable with to mm-hmm. make like a, to get like a, a set that I'm like feeling really comfortable with. But I, I got like pockets of sets. I, like, I got like pockets that I feel comfortable with. Okay. My goal is to hopefully do my first gig sometime in like September. Okay. Um, Have you been reaching out to bars and stuff or? Well, it's, it's hard because they want to like, they want to like hear or see you do something. You know, you've done nothing. So I've, I've been, Trying to tap in with local DJs here in in the Portland area. Met a few, uh, but just trying to stay connected. First things first, though, I got to get comfortable with doing this shit. And shout out, shout out to the turntable. Oh, it's other side. Where's the turntable? Oh, okay, yeah, there it is. Yeah. I got you. I wonder. I, I see. The thing is, I would get on. I would get on Twitch and do this shit like most nights. I just. I got to get the setup because, because, okay, so like I would need this camera, right, where people can see me, but then I would also probably need like a camera that's like right here overlooking my hands so people can see that. Okay. So I don't know. I might, you know, I need to do, I might watch a few Twitch streams. Yeah, I think, I think the dual camera of you and then one of your hands would be really cool. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, yeah, I think that's a dope. Who the fuck wants to just look at me and I'm like right here? It makes sense for me to, you know what I'm saying? Well, uh, you gotta have your mic to scream into. Like, um, what's that DJ who got who popped off during the pandemic in Texas? Tori Is it no? <laughs> D nice is who I was thinking of. D nice, shout out D nice, shout out DJ D nice. Okay. Yo, it's funny how okay, you want to know the. This is how I know that social media and all this shit is taking over the world. When I decided I you know, really wanted to get in DJ, and you remember around that time when I finally decided to put pedals to the metal, actually. So I eventually, you know, as one would do, I started in trying to ingest more DJ content because that was, you know, what something I was interested in. I wanted mm-hmm. to get more information. Bruh, when, when, when Instagram figure outs or Instagram or Twitter or Facebook figure out like what you're trying to input into your algorithm... You don't escape it. It, You don't escape it. I have like my Instagram timeline is flooded with DJ uh, DJ material and DJ content. It's cool. Like I get I get a lot of good ideas, but it's like yo, y'all be listening. And then I think about to my my you know my day to day job, and it's like yeah, they're doing their job marketing. 
you know, it's funny you mentioned that. For some reason, I've really been into um, dread retwist, uh, carpet cleaning, and um, landscaping, and that's all it is. Okay. Okay, but I gotta ask the obvious. Yeah. Carpet cleaning, landscaping makes sense. Run me back. Why the hell are you looking up dread retwist? Because it's it's amazing to see like someone whose dreads are like matted or haven't been retwisted in years. And just seeing someone take that and making it beautiful, I just find that really relaxing. Okay. You know, you notice, you notice in this hair, the hair is growing out. I am. I was going to say the hair is getting real close. You can probably braid it now. No, I can't braid this. You can braid the top. You can't braid the sides. Just I, I, you can definitely braid the top. No way, I can braid the top, bro. You can braid the top. You're, this. You're. It's the camera angle and the lighting. I don't have enough to braid. Okay. Well, I mean, you're like you're probably a month away. I think I'm. If that, I'm, I think I'm probably like four months away. Nah, it doesn't take much to braid hair. It doesn't take a lot. Shoot. And I, I mean, unless you, if you don't, I understand you want like hang time, not like little prison braids. Yeah, yeah. I got you. Then yeah, you are a couple. You're you're Christmas away from that. Yeah, like a full. Like you're talking about like next Christmas. No, no, no. This Christmas coming oh, okay. up. No, because it's, you want you you want braids like Kawhi Leonard, I'm assuming, right? Yeah, or like or enough to where I can get like a neat design in them. You know, my shit ain't. Gonna, oh yeah, you. You know, my shit ain't gonna be corny. I ain't gonna have no corny braids. I mean, you start with the straight backs and then go from there. Yeah, that's true. See, my 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 thing is why I, I want to wait to so I get some hang time with my braids because I've had an afro before. So like I'm used to the afro shape. I got the picks. I know the the picking shit do be getting on my nerves, but. They don't be bad. Just I'm honestly, I'll be looking in the mirror and I just be shocked when I look in the mirror because I'm not used to seeing myself with this much hair. It's been like years. Like even when you and I worked together, I don't even think my hair ever got this long. Like my hair. I don't think so either. Yeah. Like I was a low, I was for the last 10, 12 years, low, low bald fade guy. You know, you saw me. It, I, I know. It's it worked I too. Know. It was, it had a very successful track record. Very successful. Um, believe it or not, I used to have an afro. I did in middle school. I had an afro. I had braids. You know what I used to do? I used to um, hide pencils in my afro and go to the teacher and act like I ain't had nothing to write with. Never worked. This is this is. I feel surprised. Like when you see Vince McMahon walk out to a match that he's scheduled in, and he takes off his shirt and he's like randomly jacked. And you're just like, what the fuck. This is how surprised I am when I hear you have an afro. And you know these I matches that I'm talking about too, because you've been, you've seen some of these yeah. events matches. Yeah. When he takes off his shirt, and you'd be like, "Yo, dog, why are you still in the gym at your age?" And you're like, "You're 75." No, bro, I'm talking like as when was maybe like the last time I saw Vince and he was jacked. I'm talking like 2007, 2008. Yeah. Before he, so before he started aging, aging. Yeah, this is like, yeah, I know. Back when he had funny with Donald Trump and the Bobby Lashley Umaga drama. Yeah. He Vince was still kind of small. I watched a video. I forgot who the wrestlers were. I think one was uh, Randy Orton, and they botched the finish. And Vince got so angry, he ran out. I think it was like during SummerSlam, and he blew both, both of his quads. Get, yeah, yeah. His quads. <laughs> 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 Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to let you know that God will always let you know if you're supposed to be somewhere or not. God always. And God told Vince. No, sir. No, sir. <laughs> Whatever you thought you was about to do ain't worth it. I bet you by the time Vince fell asleep that night, he forgot why he was running down in that ring. 
yeah, I just I saw that story. It was hilarious because he could because he couldn't get up. Like he was sitting in the <laughs> ring, his back against the ropes. Like it was oh, was it Cena? It was Cena and someone who was um. This is, this is a pause moment. With a someone who was bigger, and it was like a royal. It was definitely a royal. It might have been Cena Batista. Yes, it was Cena Batista, and they both fell over the top rope at the and same time. Over and, again. Yeah, because I think Batista was supposed to win, and his momentum took both of them out of the ring. Listen, Dave, I see how you ended up on Guardians of the Galaxy, brother. I see, I see, I see how you ended up there. Listen, oh my god! All right, before we get started, there was a funny thing that. I was discussing earlier with a coworker of mine. It made me okay. bust out laughing. I'm not gonna give him no names. I'm not gonna give him nothing. Skinamax. <laughs> Excuse me. You you have to give a little bit of context. So, the conversation ended at Cinemax. It started at Tyler Perry got denied his his re- request to buy BET. Let me take y'all on an audio adventure on how we started, where we started, Please. and ended where we ended. So we're talking um, about TV stations, and then one of my coworkers is like, hey, y'all hear that? Fucking uh, BET took their offer back from Tyler Perry? And I was like, what? Yeah. I was like, yeah, he was a billion short. And my man was like, damn, a billion short? That's rich people problems. And my, uh, my other coworker who brought this topic up, he was like, yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. I did not know BET thought 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 they were worth three billion dollars and i was like i looked at him and i was like true i agree with you but maybe they maybe the the extra billion came from bet uncut and he just could he couldn't stop laughing because he knew exactly what i meant because if you know what bet uncut was whoo good times so then my other co-worker was like I don't know i looked no because my my one co-worker he's laughing at bet uncut but my other co-worker is not so I looked at the one coworker. So the, so the one that's laughing is black, and the one funny enough, they were both laughing. white, and one white was laughing at the other one. Okay. So I looked at one dude and was like, "He don't know what BET Uncut is," and he said, "No, I don't." And I looked at my other coworker who was laughing. I was like, "He was on Skinamax," and my <laughs> and my man was like, "Yo, my man, my coworker was like, oddly enough, oddly enough, one night." Uh, I, when I was growing up, my dad was laying on the couch, and I was in I was I was in my room sleep, and I heard some interesting noises that I had not heard before. So I, oh God. he said he went into the living room, and on the living room was Skinamax. I mean, obviously, you know, he said it was it was Cinemax. He was like, my dad used to watch a lot of boxing. He fell asleep on the couch watching boxing that night, oh, and it was on he? Showtime. And uh, or it was on Cinemax. It was on Cinemax, mm-hmm. and he was like, if you know, he was like. But this was at like three in the morning. And I was like, oh, you walked into prime Skinamax hours. And he was like, I said, did, did I said, did you wake your dad up? Did you tell him what's on the TV? He said, no, I found out what channel it was. Remembered the channel and walked back to my room. I couldn't stop laughing. Couldn't stop laughing. He said, Jeez. he said to this day, he, he, he can't forget channel 43. <laughs> <laughs> do you, do you want to hear a funny story? A similar thing happened to me talk to me so my father anyone who knows hbo after dark some of the things that were on hbo 12 one in the morning uh we moved into a new house and he and my parents had oh bam (laughs) (laughs) no bam you come into the forefront with that one (laughs) 
For those who are listening, Bam said his dad beat his meat and went immediately to sleep and left the evidence on the TV. Bam, you are wild. You are a wild, wild boy. Wild. Yeah, I, I hope it was dark. And the name so of this he... episode is You Don't Know Jack. Let me tell y'all something. This was not in the show notes. This is this is organic. This is mad, mad, mad or organic. Bam, by the way, by the way. Oh, Bam's not in our Bam's not in our Superflex League. I was gonna say, Bam, if you're in the Superflex League, I know you about to come in last. <laughs> no, I don't think he yeah, is. He All right, my brother, we are back again. Welcome everyone to speak on it, episode one hundred and thirteen. When you we see here. me, you know where we about to go. It's the bro with the small fro that's trying to grow. Los D Mix, my man. I'm here with the greatest of all time, one of the smoothest bald heads on the East Coast, my man, Talk to me. Danny Ocean. How are we doing today, my brother? We live in the dream. I just ordered new blades today. Keep this head nice and smooth for my wife, not for anybody else, just for her. Listen, you're giving me inspiration to eventually make that move and transition and evolve and become a husband one day. Oh, the greatest thing about marriage for me tax advantage when that too is when my wife her hands are cold and it's hot outside and she touches the top of my head, instant relief. Okay. Nothing. Okay, like this is not the kinky hour, freak ass boy. <laughs> no, the top of my freak ass my boy. <laughs> it's freak ass boy. Wait a minute. Right. Bam, are you seeing this? I asked my man how you doing. He gets to talking about he getting turned on with the cold hand and the bald head. I Brother, said instant release. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, we had Arby's the other week. It wasn't that bad. No, okay. Uh, he, you move a mad criminal. I don't know what you move a mad criminal over there. Listen, yeah, bam. This brother is wild. Diddy, let the people know where the show is brought to them by. <sighs> All right, this show is brought to you by goingfordue.com. Fantasy football season's here. Drafts are around the corner. It's the 22nd. We have a couple of drafts coming up, I believe. Um, we're here All your for your draft, in-season trades, waiver wires, whatever you need. Going for do.com. Um, very excited for tonight's episode. Yo, I got six we drafts. Have, I got I to write them down because I'm in. We got the super flag. We're going to talk about that later. And then my homeboy's in the league. He just started one for charity. I got a draft for that, too. Whole lot of mock drafts going on right now. And I think I'm missing the league somewhere. I got I got our redraft league, our uh, our redraft league, our super flex league, my my $200 leagues. Um, oh, yeah. How much money do I owe you? It got to be $200. Nah, you're only in... Oh, you're in three leagues. Dynasty, you're in redraft, and the suit. Uh, two are eighty. One is sixty. Yeah, like two hundred dollars, brother. I'm. I got to put money in these pots too, and I got to keep up with everyone else's money. Shit, but I don't mind it though. We're gonna talk about it later. I think this super. I'm. I'm quickly realizing this super flex league is about to be my favorite league. Quickly, no, it's quickly, be great. Because I'm. I, I'm going to start off by saying this, and we're going to talk about it later. I got a great pick at pick 12, the more I thought about it. but I told you. But 
I am so intrigued by what one through 11 is going to do because there's some super flex rookies. There's, you know, my guy, Jordan, you know, Jordan long, he's, Mm -hmm. he's he's in there and he, you know, he's not really a big change guy. It it took a lot of convincing to get him into this league, but now he's in the league, but I'm curious to see how he's going to drive at his position because he's a traditionalist. He wanted the traditional, he wanted the regular 12 man league. And I was like, brother, you, ha- you that's your league that i mean i'm in your league like why am i going to yeah. duplicate your league you can train something up but i'm just overall yeah. curious on what people do with their first round pick it's going to dictate a lot about who i take with my with my first round pick i've i've ran so many mocks because that league is it's so un- like you said we have so many people who may not understand what's going on like my boy tj got the first pick and i'm gonna tell you yo do you know how important that first pick is like like, dog, you're gonna be like you, you're gonna be in a, like I have eight, so I'm eight out of twelve, and I've been doing some mocks. Like, it's either gonna go great. Like we did. I just need one person to mess up. Like I just need one person to say, "Huh, I'd rather have Justin Jefferson over Lamar Jackson or Justin Herbert or something like that." Like that's all I need. It's well. F- first off, before I say something, Bam, you're right. I was a super flex hater months ago. I came around. Yeah, tell them how you came around. Who been preaching the Superflex gospel for a year? Danny Ocean has been preaching the Superflex gospel. I came around. I thought about it. And then I thought about the only way I do a Superflex is if it was a 12-person league. And since I didn't have a 12-person league started yet, I figured a Superflex league would be perfect. The reason why I usually hate 12-team leagues is because the roster disparity, is it's nasty. You get Your, your depth is real nasty. But with a Superflex league, I think this helps everyone in the league i'm curious because the mock drafts i did it had two two names consistently that i get at 12 and 13 overall and let me tell you something if these two names are there who is it is it mccaffrey and derrick henry no yo okay i can tell you okay the way i see this super flex going and then we can talk about actual nfl football first the way I see the Superflex going, I see Mahomes, Allen, yep. Jalen Hurts being, they should be the top three players off the board. After yep. that, I don't think I don't think four, five, and six are going to go as QB crazy as you think they're going to be. Yeah, because I think it's going to be like no. Mahomes, Allen, Hurts, Jackson, Herbert. No. Like, I, I think I it's going to be a murderer. I don't, I don't see that because I, I feel like – you got to think there's some people who are going to look at some people are going to look at you. They're going to say, yo, Justin Jefferson's just been on the board. Like I'm going to take him and I can run one QB and just run this like a regular flex. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like there's going to be some people who I believe are going to move that way and they could be successful. Like I'm curious to see roster construction. That's the word I was looking for. Roster construction. Who goes deep with the two QBs? Who stays true to maybe just building, taking best player available and then just stacking the odds like that? I can tell you at pick 12, if the if the person that I have been mock drafting the last two times is there, if both of them are still there at, at 12 overall and 13 overall, y'all are letting me start off dangerous. So I'm, that's all I'm saying. I just know, and I think someone like between – what am I, eight, seven, and 12? Like someone, like you said, someone's going to be like Christian McCaffrey and then on the back end come get like Saquon and just be like, screw it. We're just going to build like that. 
Yeah, like it's gonna be smart. Someone, someone's gonna have an RB room that makes absolutely no sense. And for most of the yeah. season, people are gonna be like, "How the fuck do we let him get these three running backs and run them yeah. consistently?" It's gonna be someone who has two, two, who's running a two QB team that's like, "Yo, dog, that, this is ridiculous." And there's gonna be someone with like a, a crazy stack that you're just like, "Yo, how did you get Patrick Mahomes, Sky Moore, and Travis Kelsey?" This is ridiculous. And when is that draft again? That draft September. is September 6th. I, I have my first draft tomorrow, actually. For, okay. For September 6th. Three days before my anniversary. That'll be fun. Yeah. First, first draft tomorrow in a work league. 12-team work league. Okay. Yeah. Speaking of work, there are guys that get paid to go to work on professional football fields. And they usually play in the NFL. And then... Last week, we had the NFL preseason week two. Number storylines, I think um, we saw the Ravens lose their first game. In, I mean, their first thank, preseason game. Thank God. Forever, so we never have to hear about that streak again. Um, we saw some guys, uh, you know, saw some, obviously we know about the injury report. Hope Terry McLaurin's doing well. Some other guys. Um, we saw, you know, some good, good positional battles going on over the week. Baker Mayfield was named. Uh, starting quarterback of the Bu- the Buccaneers, um, and also during during the last week we got we got some got some continued RB drama out of Indianapolis. Uh, after coming back to the team, he then left for personal reasons, then came back. Now Jonathan Taylor has been granted uh, permission to go seek a trade. Indy is looking for a first round pick or multiple picks that equal a first round pick. Uh, Danny, NFL preseason week two. Where do you want to start here? I'll start with the Ravens. Shout out to John Harbaugh for running engage eight. You know, the all out blitz on Madden in the fourth quarter of a preseason game. What a doofus. That's <laughs> just <laughs> like last last week playing your, your second string quarterback in the fourth, sitting all out blitzes. In the fourth against the commanders, give it up. Man. Like that that's corny. I'm Look, glad man, they, they got to protect the streak. I'm glad they lost. Shout out to the commanders. Your season is complete. Um, I'll start with my thoughts from preseason. I don't have a lot. Deuce Vaughn is really fun. I, Darren Sproles Jr. really like like that. For me, it's he's the running back for the Cowboys, right? Yeah, came out of K State. It's a really cool story. I think for me, the the biggest thing that I've seen. I really hope Justin Fields can live up to the hype that y'all putting him under. Cause like I'm seeing people saying, like, uh, I, who's on FS1 was like, yo, Justin Fields has a better arm than Jalen. Like he has better arm talent and he can make throws that no one else can. Like, yo. yo can I ask you a question? Do yes. you find it do you find like any and all Eagles players slander and then make sure you attack that person? Well, I'm in. I'm on Eagles Twitter, so we see everything. I'm just saying, like Justin Fields is like pink being put in this echelon, and I just hope he lives up to it. Like we're Did like we're to play. I think he can play. Like with, people are talking, like he's gonna have a four thousand passing yard, thousand yard rushing. Like we're like, I just hope he can live up to this hype. I really do. Like I think DJ Moore is gonna make the world a difference. He has weapons around him. But I, Justin Fields getting talking about like he he Josh Allen like he in the upper echelon. They saying he's a, a few years and a few pieces away from being. No, nah, they saying that's right now. No, nah, definitely not right now. It's, he's getting there though. I think if you watch the evolution of his game, um, 
through the back end of last year, you could see you could see the development, you could see the maturity. Granted, you want you want that to translate over to wins, but he's yeah, a but player. now he has a. I'm I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like the way we're we're talking about him, like he is on the precipice of being a top five, and I think if by the end of the year he's top eight to ten, that's a success. Hey, <clears throat> top fifteen is still good. You're still. I mean, he's top fifteen right now, but I'm saying like. If this time next year we're talking about him in the same breath, I'm trying to think of like that, that seven to ten, like the Dak Prescotts of the world and ascending. I think that's a win. But we're talking like he's on that like top six, though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like that range six to eight. Like if we're talking about him in the same breath as Dak, Kyler Murray, when healthy, like if he's in that group, I think that's a success. But like we're talking about him like he is flirting with. Mahomes and Burrow and Allen. I, so. I don't think there's anyone who's putting him oh, in that category. I, I've heard a lot of people the, over the who are who are these people? There, I know there's some people on FS1. I see some analysts on Twitter, like just like oh Justin Fields, like let right now he is in the the Jared Golf territory. Like let him work no his because way. don't disrespect Jared Goff like that. Jared, well, Jared listen. Goff is like ten to twelve, right? Like Jared Goff is ten to twelve. He might be top seven. No, he's not top seven. Yo, yo, I'm gonna stake it loud. There might not be a lot of quarterbacks out here better than Jared Goff. I'm not saying Jared, can play. I'm not saying Jared Goff is bad. They got the Mahomes, the Allens, the Herberts, Hurts, the Rogers, Jackson, Rogers. Kyler Murray went healthy. No, like that's seven no. right there. He's not healthy though. Okay, Herbert. Like that's seven. Like you can you can come up with Jared seven. Goff won more games last year than Kyler Murray. That's fair. Kyler Murray towards ACL. I'm just saying, but like to me, we, Justin Fields is in. Like Justin Fields is better than Kirk Cousins, and he's flirting with Jared Goff. Wait, but I wouldn't say that he's better than Kirk Cousins. Yo, you gotta you gotta put a little bit more respect on some of these whiteies. I mean, some of these oh, white geez. quarterbacks. Who, th- then who would you put? What like what tier? Like who are his peers right now in regards to quarterbacks for Justin Fields? Like where would you put him in a tier? Like who's around him? Trevor Lawrence. Okay. See, now, I don't think so. I think Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence is closer to that echelon where j- they're trying to put Fields. Like I think I, I would take playoff appearance. They've done equally as much i would take lawrence over justin fields right now well because you've seen you've seen the evolution of trevor lawrence's game in year two i'm, yeah. I'm saying that's like why i, I, like, I know i know justin Fields. yeah daniel jones there we go kyle that's a great comp yes i would take fields over jones even though jones like turned the turnovers down significantly I just think Fields is a little bit more athletic. That's a great call. I, I don't. I don't know if I would take Justin Fields over Daniel Jones. I think they're about equal. So yeah, I would. Yeah. I would so yeah, that's so. This year he's Daniel Jones. Next year, if we're talking about him like a healthy Kyle in the same breath as a healthy Kyler, Dak, like I think that's a win. But we're talking like he's going to jump from Daniel Jones to Joe Burrow. Like, yo, that's no. Like I don't think that's realistic, and you're setting up to fail. Do you think uh do you think Jonathan Taylor ends ends up out of Indianapolis? No. So here's conspiracy theories hat on. Jonathan Taylor knows there's a chance he won't be traded. Like if he gets oh wow, Kyle's just Kyle's going on a field's he comp. Names he names yeah, we'll go back to that in a minute. <laughs> I think Jonathan Taylor is 
playing the long game with this, right? I think he's going to sour this relationship as much as possible. So next year when he's a free agent, the Colts won't franchise tag him. Like if he gets traded right now, okay, cool. But I think for him, it's, I need to muddy and make this relationship with Ursay so bad that when I'm a free agent next year, he does not franchise tag me. That is my conspiracy theory. Like he's playing the long game with this. So you don't think Jonathan Taylor plays another down in Indy this year? He does. I think he plays. He's just going to make things very uncomfortable for the mm-hmm. front office. I think he's going to – because no one's going to give up a first-round pick for Jonathan Taylor. Like the price is too high. And you think – I think – so my conspiracy is I think the Colts – I think Jim Ursay – I think Jonathan Taylor probably came back to them and was like, hey, I'm serious about this trade. Like, y'all, I, like we can't keep doing this. And Jim Ursay was like – I'm not trading you, dog. Yeah, and and he was like, like, why not? Like, it's probably probably Jim Mercy probably telling the grass is not greener. It won't be what you think. And JT was probably like, show me. So I feel like Jim Mercy was like, all right, we'll trade you. We'll 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 let you go. We'll let you go out here and seek a trade. But guess what? Here's the caveat: we want X, Y, and Z. Yeah, it. And knowing that's unattainable. So now yep. we're going to put you in a position where you're going to come back yeah. because no one, no one's going to give us a first round pick for you. And if they do, fuck it. That's easy money. I, I think JT, he's trying to sour this and he should, right? Like if, if this is the only way running backs can find freedom is to make this sour, the relationship with the front office before they can franchise tag you, then this is what you got to do. I think he's going to play an in indie this year. I don't have any doubts about it. Will his ankle injury linger a little bit longer? Maybe. But he's going to suit up. He's going to rush for 1,000 yards. He's going to have a great season. And I would not be – again. Yeah. Yo, that de- – it, it definitely makes sense, the the ankle injury. Yeah. Like off-season – not off-season, like uh, the uh, the rehab that's uh, in Florida and in other places. Like what if that's just him saying, yo, I'm, I'm not going to be practicing with the – the risk of getting injured and fucking up my my bag. I'm going to try yeah. to stay healthy, stay stay healthy, stay in shape, and when the season comes around, I'll be ready. Yeah, like I I, I think this is him souring his relationship with Jim Irsay to the point where Jim's like, screw it. Like Kyle said in the comments, he walks away. You get a fourth round comp pick. That's what you're going to get. In. That's going to be your offer anyway. Maybe a third and a fourth for Jonathan Taylor. No one's giving you a, a first. And I think Jonathan Taylor is going to be a free agent next year. But do you think – so what about if Jonathan Taylor comes back and Jim Ursay goes to the head coach and is like, don't you put that some bitch on the field at all? I think that's cutting off your nose despite your face. Anthony Richardson, we see the potential, but the best thing you can do for a rookie quarterback is give him a good run game. and You have one of the best running backs in the NFL. I think you lean on that. Anthony Richardson's development is more important than this squabble than with Jonathan Taylor. Taylor. Yeah. yeah. And Jim Irsay, Colts, I'll let y'all know now, if y'all think another Jonathan Taylor is just coming through those doors. I mean, that's what everyone in the league thinks, though, right? Like, that's why you get a running back in the, uh, well, in the first run, you got him for five years. Anywhere than that, you got him for four years. Franchise tag him twice. He's 27. Have a good one. Let's do this all over again. Listen, what, 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 
I think this is the route the running backs got to start taking. Yeah, start like you some, start being on some fuck shit. Yep, you got to look the owner in the face and say, fuck you, I'm out of here. You, but it wouldn't surprise me if next week, probably, this time next week we're here and JT's back. For, yep. Practicing with the team, prepping for week one. Yep, but, but I... And I, you know I, what the funny part is? The headline in the news media will be about JT's actions and whatnot, but I bet you... There'll be a lot of people, um, a lot of people like in the locker room who speak about how great of a teammate he is. Yep. He's probably because you because I, I see the play now. I see the play, and I think that's what you got to do. Don't risk your don't risk any injury. They're gonna if they're gonna like Kyle said if they're gonna try to use every ounce of your rookie contract. All right, bet watch this. So my rookie contract will include only those seventeen games plus the playoffs. Outside of that, pss, screw it. I got to protect my investment. And I wouldn't be shocked if he continues to take shots at Ursay because he's going to get asked about this all the time. Like, how things are you, Ursay? Like, I wouldn't be shocked if he can just take shots at Ursay all season. You got to keep this hot. To the point where they're just like, please, please, like, please stop. He'll probably just be like, he'll probably be, you know, he'll keep professional. I mean, things haven't changed. I've, you know, I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going to be professional, but it's going to be like that. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing has changed between me and Mr. Ursay since he Mm -hmm. tweeted. That thing about running backs this summer. Mm-hmm. Listen, JT, this is what I'm going to say, though. Do not go to a news media station in front of kids who want to see you, who want to meet you, and call your owner a liar. No. They're- do that. James Harden giving y'all the playbook if you want out of your organization. He 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 blazing a trail. Listen, if James Harden wasn't one of the ten most uh, paid NBA players ever, I would say that hundred thousand dollars hurts. But he's made a lot of money in his lifetime, so I guess that hundred thousand ain't nothing. Yo, did you see the his new Halloween sneaker, like the Harden six or sevens or whatever from Adidas? I have not seen many Adidas shoes. I haven't either. This just came across the timeline. They're pretty fire. Like fire. they make they make terrible basketball shoes, but this one, it's like a it's it glows in the dark and it's like a skeleton's foot. It's pretty dope. Ooh. It's the you, make, you think you make a playoff run in them? No, no. He caught my jab. He caught my jab. Kyle says it sounds like Jonathan Taylor is keeping this professional, and and Taylor doesn't have any le- leverage of the many millions that Harden has made. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, but he Danny, can make he can make it uncomfortable, and that's all he needs to do. Oh yeah, listen, JT, you want you want to you really want to spice some things up? Just go out, just get some racist allegations going against Jim Irsay. That'll spice this bitch up fast. Don't let him find that. Or walk in and watch Jim doing that. See Jim doing that book of sugar. We got him. We're gonna reset the market with this Jim. <laughs> yeah, you see him on that cell. You just be like, oh. Take the trade. Just take the trade. Whatever offer, take it. Take it or $20 million a year. Go ahead and send. And the crazy thing is, and this is, and then I'll be done. If there was ever a time to pay a running back, it's when you have a rookie on a, a rookie quarterback on a five year contract. Like if Anthony Richards is on his rookie deal, like if there were ever a time. Oh, so if you match him up, you start paying Jonathan Taylor, then you Jonathan pay Jonathan Taylor now, Taylor now. And then by the time that deal's over, that's when you got to pay him. Or. Another thing I don't get is why don't why don't you do like Saquon did and give him the one year twenty million dollar deal or give him the the uh, three year um, 
or three year 20 minute. You know what I'm saying? Like there are ways yeah. that you could make make it work. That, that Saquon deal was terrible for Saquon because he didn't get the no franchise tag clause. That's what he wanted. He can get it so he can get franchise tag next year. Saquon, follow JT's league. Hey, you know what to do. Saquon gonna walk in there and say, fuck Eli and say it's up in this bitch and it's up. Daniel, DJ, sorry, but they just don't love you like they love Eli, brother. That's all he got to do. Listen, speaking of the NFC, Danny, you know what time it is. This week, ladies and gentlemen, because Danny and I are going to be out for our, our start of the NFL season break in a few weeks, we are going to cover two divisions today, the NFC South and the AFC North. Uh, again, people, when we, when we do these divisional coverages, we go through each team, our each team's predicted record, the division, predicted division winner, predicted biggest storylines within the division, the predicted division MVP, and anything else we might have to say. So, starting with the NFC South, Danny, I'm going to pass it to you. Talk me through uh, your predicted uh, team record for each of these teams. So I'm going to say, I'm about to say something, and then I'm going to contradict myself later, but we'll get to the reason why. So in last place, 4-13, and 1-5 in the division, I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's going to be a long season. It's going to <laughs> be a long season. It's a Yo, when you're when your only an, 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 analyzation or analyst comment is it's gonna be a long season, that lets you know where you think that roster is. Shout out Mike Evans. But keep the faith because May or Caleb Williams, you will be in the hunt. And that's your hope. Yeah. Um, Panthers, five and twelve, one and five in the division. It's gonna be rough, but you have hope. Like you have your quarterback. The Falcons, eight and nine, two and three in the division. This can go either way. I have been high on the Falcons since they drafted Bijan because I have the Saints at nine and eight, three and two in the division in the four seed. And I'm going to say it could very well flip out between the Saints and the Falcons, depending on how that series goes between them. I am on the verge of saying the Falcons will make the playoffs, but Desmond Ritter has scared me through training camp. But it could happen. So that's for me right now. That's funny. That is, that is funny. So I'm not going to lie. I have the same order. Okay. Uh, you have the Saints win the division, right? I do. Yeah. So I have the same order, different records. So uh, finishing 16th in the NFC at a 4-13 and record and 3-3 three and three in the division. Okay. I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa, listen, Tom's not walking through those doors. I, if I were you, I would really buy season tickets to the Lightning because the Buccaneers won't give you anything to watch Correct. this year. Uh, at six and eleven and two and four in the division, I actually have the Carolina Panthers. I think we're going to see the number one overall pick, uh, Bryce Young, really start to gain his momentum and confidence over the back half of the season. Wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me if this team starts off with maybe like one win, maybe like the first two weeks, and they go through a long losing streak, and then they start to pick it up towards the back end of the season. I could definitely see, you know, Bryce Young start to figure some things out. Um, but I think 
for the most part, it's going to be a shaky, shaky uh, season for the Carolina Panthers. But this is a this is a rebuild year for them. So it's not like um, you know they're on something. Uh, finishing seventh in the NFC. Yes, I do have two teams from the NFC South making the the playoffs. Finishing seventh in the NFC with a uh, overall record of nine and eight, but a divisional record of three and three. I have the Atlanta Falcons. Talk Listen, you can only be asked for so long, and eventually the NFC, the stars align for you to make the playoffs. Listen, last year was the New York Giants. I think the New York Giants are going to be right back in it. But this year, I think we're going to add the Atlanta Falcons. I think – listen. Okay. I think – quiet is kept. I think the NFC, NFC South – um, hold on. I think the NFC South, the NFC North, and the NFC East each put two teams in the playoffs, and I only have one team coming out of the NFC West. Okay. So back to the NFC. So back to the NFC South, finishing third in the NFC with a overall record of nine and eight, but a divisional record of four and two. I have the New Orleans Saints. Funny enough, I just see the Saints being the the best worst team in a bad division. Oh, I, I got my math wrong. Three and three for the Falcons, four and two for the Saints. I had them at five okay. games, not six divisional games. So, but yeah, so we had we gave them the same overall divisional record. Listen, I think the one thing about the NFC South is. This order is going to be completely wrong by the time the end of the regular season comes around. Yep. For all I know, the fucking Carolina Panthers are going to come out and be a 10, 10 or 11 win team. And I'm going to be very confused on what's going on in Carolina. Right? That would be hilarious, actually. Um, what do you think is going to be the biggest storyline coming out of the NFC South? The biggest storyline for me, if Desmond Ritter could be top 20, this offense could be special. You have Drake London, Kyle Pitts, Bijan. We can do something here. Desmond, I don't need you to be Mahomes, but you can't be Zach Wilson last year. You got to find a medium. Wow. Okay. Interesting. You really have a lot of faith in I I see the Carolina. I mean, I see the Falcons win a lot of games they shouldn't they shouldn't win. That's like I that's what I see. But I think the biggest storyline of this season is the fact that. The Saints are going to be the clear best team in the division, but they're going to have a problem winning games. I think the Falcons are going to be one of not the best looking teams in the division, but they're going to win games they shouldn't. And I think the biggest storyline ultimately comes down to how very, very competitive the NFC South is for most of the year between the Saints and the Falcons because neither team can get right. Like this is going to be the this is going to be the can't get right division, and I feel like that's going to be the not biggest storyline. Can't get right division. Oh yeah, you always you always got one. You always got one. Who was the can't get right division last year? Uh, NFC South. A, no, AFC South. AFC South. Yeah, that's when. It, that's usually a, the in the NFC North. Well, no, because the Vikings had it. Yeah, yeah. The, the AFC South last year. It's like, yo, one of y'all just one of y'all wants to win the division, even if you don't want to win the division. Like one of y'all wants to go to the playoffs, no matter how badly you're trying to deny it. That's the can't get right division, and. You, the the can't get right team of the year last year was it the was it the Chargers? 
Yeah, it's always the Chargers. Yeah, it is. They take the cake. Uh, what about the breakout player for the NFC South? Who do you have? Bijan? No, it is since Michael Thomas is back, I think Chris Olave's life is going to be a lot easier. And he was good last year. He will be great this year. I think so. Mine, random. Rashad White, running back for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think. Okay. I think you're going to be talking about a Buccaneers team that is not going to have a lot on offense outside of Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and um, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Uh, so I think Rashad White being now the feature running back, now they let go of uh, Kung Fu Lenny. We'll, we'll see. Yo, can we take a step back? What the fuck happens if the Bucks turn out to be a randomly good team? Then what I'm about to say next for division MVP will make a lot of sense. If you say Baker Mayfield, I'm hell no, dog. Good. Never. All right, go ahead. Mike Evans. You think Mike so? Evans is going to get his tenth consecutive one thousand yard season. I think so too. If he can do it with if he can do it with Baker, he can do it with anyone. I mean, who who hasn't he done it with? He did it with Tom, he did it with Jameis. Who was his quarterback when he first came in the league? Okay, but that uh, was it, Josh Freeman. It might have been. Listen, that Jameis thing, yo. The, the Jameis wasn't terrible. He just kept turning the ball over. Yeah, and Jameis deserves to play. be started in this league. You can't tell me Baker is better than Jameis. I don't believe that for a minute. No, he's not. Uh, Kyle said, if the Bucks turn out to be good, then Danny might be upset if Caleb ends up in the NFC East. Where is he going to end up? Because Washington is going to be a half-decent team next year. Y'all, quiet as kept. Everyone wants to keep clowning the NFC East. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a division full of clowns, but Washington is going to be a better Washington's wait, going to be wait, a better wait, team. The NFC East is a division full of clowns? Oh, yeah, division full of clowns. Excuse me? The best division. division in football that's not the AFC North? It's a division full of clowns. Just the two the two clowns at the top happen to be King Clown A and King Clown B. Sounds some real hateration. That's crazy. I can't believe you, can't believe worst you four, four fan bases in the National Football League that all happen to be in the same division, yeah. Most storied fan bases in all the football. In if one you're game. watching this, I want you to name me four worst fan bases in the NFL outside of the Cowboys, the Eagles, the Commanders, and the Giants. You, you, the 49ers. I mean, yeah, they're bad. Jets they're, fans. They round out the top five. Jets fans are Raider fans. Seven. I think Raider fans are up there. after the Raiders. You, you it's a little tough thinking about terrible fans. Let's see. I know I'm missing someone. Can't Jets really fans. be any. It can't. Hard for me to think folks got beef with fans in the NFC North. Maybe fans of the Packers, but Vikings fans are extremely annoying. They're miserable. Yo, it's they're miserable most of the time. Their team consistently lets them down. They're in misery. You can't even say that. They don't bother nobody. They're in there. They be in their own little circle of misery. The Bears are stuck in the year 85 thinking that team's going to come back. And the Lions don't know what the hell to do because they've never been good. So those four, those the fan bases, I mean, again, I say they're if there's a fan base in the NFC North, people may have a problem with his Packer fans because some Packer fans are just like stupidly entitled but i don't really consider them fans i just think of i think of them as qb chasers oh, saints fans are really annoying 
Let's see. The who that? I'll give. I'll put. I'll put him in the top ten. You're only at eight now. Oh, you said are there four worst fan bases? Oh no, y'all are still y'all are y'all are still top four. We're all in that. We're in the top ten, but it's not no y'all three four. Y'all are it's like one two five seven. No, y'all are two. Cowboys are one. Yeah, that's fair. Like I I own that. One two. Then I would probably. Nah, I would say Cowboys. You haven't met men of Washington. Those fans are terrible. I live with them. I know them. I remember the day the the yo like yo dog. Why are you talking to me about Joe Theismann? The fuck are you talking? They're the they're the Bears of the NFC East. Yeah, like stuck. They're like, oh, we broke the color barrier with the racist name. (laughs) Always that always makes me laugh. The first black quarterback to win a Super Bowl played for a team with a racist name. It's just funny. Like you can't make this up. Can't. You can't make it up at all. My brother, are you ready to switch over to the AFC North? Let's do it. So, people, in the AFC North, we have the Baltimore Ravens. We have the Cincinnati Bengals. We have the Cleveland Browns. And we have the Pittsburgh Steelers. We're going to run through the same questions. Predicted team record, division winner, storyline, breakout player, division MVP, anything else we might have on our mind. So, Danny, I'm going to go first on this one. Go for it. Finishing 13th in the AFC with a divisional record of two and four and an overall record of eight and nine. I have the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's how okay. That's how close it's gonna be. An eight and nine team finishing 13th overall in the division. I mean 13 overall in the conference. Finishing ninth in the AFC with an overall record of nine and eight. But a divisional record of two and four, I have the Cleveland Browns. I think the Browns are going to be a really good team that cannot get right. They are my early favorite for can't get right team of the year. Okay. I I mean, they do got the nasty man. Listen, I do feel like the nasty man is going to come back and have a decent season. But I I, I think they're going to lose games that they probably should have won. Like it won't surprise me if the Browns have two to three losses when they were up by like 15 or more points. Okay. Finishing nine and eight overall with a four and two divisional record and fifth overall in the AFC, I have the Cincinnati Bengals. Okay. Listen, I think the Bengals are going to be a really good team. I think they're going to have a really good offense. I just think that, listen, in the NFL, some years you win games, you – you should lose in some games you lose games you should win and i think this might be one of the years for the cincinnati Bengals. i still think they're going to be i still think when it comes playoff time they're going to be looked at as one of the favorites to come out the afc i just feel like their road to get there is going to be a little challenging obviously that means that i have the baltimore ravens winning the division finishing third overall in the afc with a um would that be 11 and 6? Yes. 11 finishing 11 and 6 overall, 4 and 2 in the division. I have the Baltimore Ravens. Listen. I have the Ravens. The Ravens are my Super Bowl favorite. They are my Super Bowl pick. My my Super Bowl this year is Dallas versus Baltimore. Um I I think Baltimore is going to end I think Baltimore is one of the best teams in the NFL. I think they're going to with this new offense under the dynamicism of Lamar Jackson, I think this team is going to be one hell of a team. And I'm not saying this because I have Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews on my dynasty team. 
I feel very confident that the Ravens are going to be a really good team. Think about it. They're, they've been a really good team. They've been a pretty good team for most of Lamar's tenure there, and they've been a run-first team. Now imagine they bring in an offensive coordinator that wants to try to push the ball some, wants to try to be more aggressive. With that, with that quarterback behind center, who is now the highest-paid player in the league, I mean the highest-paid quarterback ever, Okay. I like it. I'm not mad at it. I like it. I'm not. Um, I think the AFC North is going to be either the most competitive division or the second most competitive, depending on how the commanders look. So this is going to be pretty tight. So at nine and eight, three and three in the division, uh, the 10th seed, the Cleveland Browns. I think the nasty man needs another year. Um, At 11 and six, but a two and four division record, the seventh seed just sneaking in. I have the Pittsburgh Steelers. We're going to talk about uh, my storyline later on my thoughts on the Steelers. Um, these next two teams, the Ravens and the Bengals, I had them with the same record, 12 and five. It just depends on who has the better division record right now. I, have, I say the Bengals have a better divisional record. So I have the Ravens at 12 and five, four and two in the division in the five seed. And have the Bengals 12 and 5, 5 and 1 in the division. And they're the two seed that can very well flip. It's a coin flip. I picked the Bengals because they've been more consistent over the past couple of years. And Lamar hasn't finished a season. And like he always seems to get dinged up. I need to see Lamar finish a season. But if he does, I would not be shocked at all if that's flipped. But I need to see it. Listen, y'all keep y'all keep doubting number eight. I don't doubt him. I I'm just LJ need him on the, the field. Die. I'm not doubting him. I just need to see him healthy. If he's healthy, then yes, they, they could be the two seed. Listen, the Ravens said they they the best bird team in the NFL and fuck out of here with the Eagles and that bullshit. That's crazy. That's wild. So good they play their second string quarterback in the fourth quarter of a preseason game. But go on. Tell me about your, Yo, your, your honestly of all lines. the bird teams, the Ravens are, are I would say they've had the most recent success, like as a franchise. I would, I would, I would argue you and say they probably had the most success out of all bird teams ever in the NFL. Falcons, Seahawks, Eagles, Ravens. Uh, I will put the. Let's say I would put the Seahawks success over, but they only have one Lombardi. The Raiders have two, right? Or do they have three? They have two. Flacco won one. Delfro won one, the Seahawks won one, the Eagles have one. Um, and they might be 2-0 and in Super Bowls, too. They might be. Falcons don't have any. Cardinals don't have any. Yeah, you could say that. Talent. If, we ju- if we're just judging they're the youngest. They're the youngest Lombardi's. of the birds, but they're the most successful. So you know what that means? I mean, Shout out to the young birds. If we're, if, we're, if, we're, if we're saying Lombardi's, yes. If we're talking about like playoff success and playoff runs, I'd put the Eagles up against that since 2000. Oh, oh yeah. The go Eagles, back, the Eagles have been days of Donovan McNabb letting y'all down. I mean, that's what we're doing with the Ravens. I mean, the Eagles have been to six. Carson I think it's six Wentz or seven NFC Championship games. How many in? Finally doing it for you, and then Jalen Hurts letting y'all down. I mean, yeah. Sheesh. Listen, I would, I would say. Listen, if y'all didn't like have that Super Bowl seven. win in 2017, y'all and the Vikings would be like the Spider-Man meme, just pointing at each other. Who can be more miserable as a fan base? Woulda, shoulda, coulda. Yeah, I know. But they do. Yeah, I know. Uh, they what do you think is going to be the biggest storyline in the AFC North? So this goes back to my Steelers take. George Pickens, I see you. 
I recognize you can be him. Talk to me. I think you can be him. Yep. And if you are him, the Steelers will make the playoffs. TJ Watt is back. Um, Mike Tomlin is a great A coach. I want to see Tom Tomlin coach a healthy team. And for me, it's it's George Pickens. And then the other one I had was this is T. Higgins' last ride. And what what can the Bengals do about it? My biggest storyline, plain and simple. The Ravens, well, the Bengals, and maybe Kyle researched this. I think the Bengals will will be the first team in NFL history to have three wide receivers all go for over 1,300 receiving yards. Whoa. Where's that at in FanDuel? Where, what sports book has that? D-Mix Sportsbook. Demix Sportsbook. What are the what are the odds? What if I if I give you twenty dollars that that does not happen? What are my odds of winning money? You should you should just consider your bank account twenty dollars cheaper. <laughs> Jeez, man. Yo, let me tell you a funny story. I don't know if you know about the app. Be real. Yes. So, okay, I'm going to be real. And one of my mans, one of my homies from college, he takes a be real. Him and his shorty is in Vegas. So you mm-hmm. know about my Vegas trip earlier, earlier in the year. So as soon as I see it, I comment immediately. Tap, tap, tap. Open this fucking door. Tap, 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 tap. I tap, hey, go to the go to the casino and put 20 down on Black 17. He comments immediately. Tap, 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 tap. Comments back immediately. I got you, bro. We good. We up. It's up and stuck. If I win any, I'm giving you 5%. I promise you. Let's get it. How much you up. So I'm waiting all day. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. How how he going to tell me? If he wins some money, he's just going to text me. He's going to call me, FaceTime me. Man, we get to 1.30 a.m. Pacific time. You know I stay in. Whoa. You know I stay in Portland. My man, comment. he commented back under his own post. Seven hours later, at at Los D Mix, y'all. I'm never listening to you again. Going, to- <laughs> <laughs> God, I sent back the LMAO. My bad, big dog. My bad, OG. Hey, didn't work for him. Didn't work for me either. Carson, oh, come bad, on, come on. Hey, you only lost twenty dollars. I went in that bitch, put three hundred on Black Seventeen, and was sick. Dropped to my knee. Whoo. Ooh, my chest. I know. Ooh, that's I, not a yawn. That's anxiety. Is uh is is uh George Pickens your breakout player then for the AFC North? That would make sense, but I had Zay Flowers. Zay Flowers. Shout out to Zay Flowers who caught a touchdown pass in the NFL preseason game. I would love for Zay Flowers to to go off because um Rojo, if you're out there, I, I want to trade for Zay Flowers, but I'm afraid of your asking price. But I also have Mark Andrews, and I feel like I should ride Mark Andrews. But I want a Ravens-like wide receiver. You're putting a lot of stock in Ravens this year. They're my pick to win the Super Bowl. I know. You're putting a lot of stock in the Ravens. You know know where I'm going with my division MVP. Do I really got to say it? No, it's it's Lamar. LJA, big trust. Big trust. For me, it's Joe Shiesty. I know what Joe Burrow gonna look like in the playoffs. He just got to get there. 
Y'all ain't seen Lamar in the playoffs in an offense that's not run-based. That boy dangerous. I'm not saying Someday he's not. I go back to Lamar's Heisman season. Dog. Will he be on the field? Yes. Will he be on the field Big when it trust. comes to playoffs? Yes. Big trust. Why you hating? Is I'm Jaylen not hating. I'm just saying. Is Jalen going to be there? Is he going to be there giving up another 10-point lead in the game that matters the most? Jalen going to be there. Don't worry about Jalen. We okay. good over here. And Lamar going to be there, too. He said he going to meet y'all there. Hey, big trust. Well, I'll gladly play the Ravens. Kyle said that I won't. I won't get Zay Flowers off of Keeler. Damn it! Yeah. Damn it! Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. Anything else for the AFC North? I think me and you can both agree that the AFC North and the NFC South, in similar but different ways, will be both be competitive. Yes. I think for opposite reasons. Correct. Different sides of the spectrum. Listen. What is the world going to do that first NFC South game in prime time when they put the... Oh, no. There will be no NFC South game in prime. Is there Wait. NFC South prime Crazy time game? Hell. They put in a Saints-Falcons game in prime Hell time. no. They Hold got on. to. No, 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 they no, got no, to. no, 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 no. A Thursday night game, maybe. Listen, if they put Georgia and LSU in prime time, they're going to put, they gonna put uh, Falcons... Uh, Falcons... Falcons and Saints in prime time too. It's, it's no, a the, the the Falcons do not. Yeah, Falcons don't have a prime time game at all this year. Crazy. Good. Kyle, Kyle listen, I, I I don't know if Rashad Bateman can sell me because I don't really think he's healthy. Nor do I just something about Rashad Bateman. I just don't think the coaching staff is fully bought in on him. But maybe that's just me. Maybe that's me. Danny. Yep. Since we're here talking about fantasy, though, you want to talk about our newest fantasy league. Let's do it. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, a week ago when we left you all, me and Danny had some thoughts on potentially starting a 12-team Super League. And over the course of about a week, really, it's really literally been a week. Yep. In the course of a week, we have filled up a 12-team PPR Superflex League drafting on September 6th. Yes, one day before the NFL season. Danny has picked eight. He spoke about it earlier at the top of the show about yeah. his uh, um, about his potential draft strategy. I'm picking at pick 12. Danny, we don't have to go too, too much into that particular draft, but what I will ask you is this. Do you at pick eight? Do you see yourself being in a position to run two quarterbacks, or do you think this will be? Do you think your roster might fit a little bit more um, organic to a natural flex? Um, I have been drafting in scenarios where both happen, and more times than not, the scenario that happens is the organic. BPA or, or more strategizing in regards to building a team instead of someone you know who can grab Mahomes or Hurts with the first the first pick in the first round. So I'm, I'm doing a bit more homework on quarterbacks that people may not care about that I could snag in later rounds. But we'll see, right? Like all it takes, like at eight, all it takes is one or two people to say, "Nah, I want Cooper Cup. I want Jetta. I want Jamar. I want Which McCaffrey," and I can't blame them. But, like, you know, you have the top tier, Mahomes, uh, Allen, Hurts, and then it's that second tier, Lamar, Joe. See, but I think, I think, like, even in a regular redraft league, though, you would anticipate that if you didn't get 
the Mahomes, the Allen, the Burroughs, you immediately know about the second tier of quarterbacks. I think if you're I think if you're smart, you you look at some of these second tier quarterbacks and just ask yourself, which which of these offenses took a step forward in the offseason? It yeah. sounded like to where like you can invest in their improvement of an offense. It's easy to bank on the the Hurts, Allen's, Mahomes because you know what they're going to look like. Sometimes you got to take a risk and invest in one of these young quarterbacks, either taking a leap or someone like a Kirk Cousins just going off and having like a monster season that no one sees coming. Right. Yeah. So like it's either. Yeah. Like you you do that strategy. Right. Like I'm grabbing a quarterback or you grab a third tier quarterback. But you, like I said, you got McCaffrey and Saquon. You got, you know, Jamar fell to you and then you turn around and draft Cooper Cup or some combination like you just built such an elite team around that second or third tier quarterback you know it really doesn't matter i just don't i need you to throw a touchdown a week 200 yards and we'll be good i will tell you in not in this league but in my other like typical redraft leagues where it's you know one quarterback format one guy that i keep eyeing as my backup and i i no. yo relax <laughs> i i am hendrix stop teacher's stop. trying to tell you who you need to draft See, goofy ass. Uh, one quarterback I've been looking at that I'm like fairly, very confident that I'm going to be able to get as a backup quarterback in a few leagues, Jared Goff. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like you get a Jared Goff. Hendricks. Hendricks just saying he won Jared Goff too. Like yeah. if I have if I have Jared Goff in my quarterback, but I have like again McCaffrey, Saquon, and then somehow AJ Brown or CD Lamb falls to me, like I I would be okay with that. And I was, I mean, I got sold on Jared Goff because towards the end of last season, if you if you remember, um, yeah, towards the end of last season when yeah, Lamar got hurt and had to run Jared Goff, Jared Goff was a really serviceable wide receiver. I mean, not wide receiver, serviceable quarterback. Yeah. And I, and I started thinking, I was like, yo, this guy's been my backup for like most of the year, and he's been in he's been mad decent. I got to like, why don't I consider him more? It's those type of guys. It's the, you know, Kyle said, hell no, no Jared golf, not in one QB. Listen, man, y'all sleep. Jared, Jared, Jared golf will randomly throw. I bet you right now, Jared, Jared golf throw for like 4,200 yards next year. I mean, I'm in rod not going to throw it to himself. And if you think about the, think about the team characteristics, this, this is a team they're not going to win blowout games. So all their games are going to be stupid close where he's going to have to bring them back or keep them ahead. You know what I'm I don't saying? know if um, Dynasty, how you feeling? Dynasty, how you feel about your Dynasty League pick? Feeling okay. Roster. What, what, what pick number do you have? Uh, and Well, we did our rookie draft. Back in um no, I'm talking about redraft. I'm sorry. Redraft. I forgot what pick I have in your in your redraft league. I think it I think it's like eight again. Like it's middle of it's either middle of the pack or close to the end. Let me check. Thank you for what pick do you have? I forgot all about I have pick 10. Yeah, I've got listen, it's actually strange. So I'm in did you know I'm in seven leagues? One of them is a dynasty, yeah. so we've already done our uh we've already done our draft. The draft picks I've gotten across my leagues in a ten team in my in my ten team leagues I got pick four I got four in a keeper league five in a redraft league 
10 in my own redraft league. Then in our Superflex League, I got picked 12. In my boys' 12-team league, I got picked 12. And then for my work 12-team league, I got picked 8. So I, I got picked 7. Oh, yeah. Boy, they got that's The fantasy guys got you in a place. They're letting you know where you're drafting at. Me yeah, and you, they're letting us know. Middle to end or late to end. I'm, I mean, I guess I'm cool with this being the year because a couple years ago I had like there, I had like two leagues where I had the number one pick and I took Christian McCaffrey in both of those leagues. Oof. And that was the last time I took Christian McCaffrey. Oof. That I was so, I was, mm. yo, you know, I try not to make fantasy personal because it, it don't, you know what I'm saying? A lot of this out of our control, but I can tell you that season I was very upset. With I would be, McCaffrey. I would be too. I was like, hey, yo, dog, really? Really? He was like, yeah, really. Then got traded, getting out traded the next year. <laughs> it'd be like, it dead ass be like that sometimes. It'd be like that. <laughs> um, This week also begins, I don't know if it's week zero in college football. Yeah, week zero in college football. So this brings up a good question I have for you. Do you have any conference champion predictions this year? Across the... The the last look at what the power five is um, as we move into our quick hitter section. As we as you start thinking about college football, what are some conference champions that you're predicting this year? Yeah. So I said we when you typed the notes and sent it to me, I actually sat down today and just went through. So ACC, uh, I know the two big dogs this year are going to be supposed to be Clemson, Florida State. Easier Florida State comes out the gate playing LSU, and then they got to play UF at the end of the year as their rivalry game. So I'm taking Clemson out of the ACC. Big Ten, I'm taking Ohio State. Uh, Michigan is doing a self-imposed suspension on Harbaugh for some recruiting violations. Um, so I think he's he's gone for three games. Those are three easy games for me. It's how long does it take Michigan to get into a rhythm with Harbaugh calling plays compared to whoever's doing in running the sideline the first three games. So I'm going to take Ohio State, and they have Marvin Harrison Jr., the best wide receiver in college football. That has to count for something. Uh, the Big 12, now that competition is probably going to be Texas one last time. The Pac-12, USC, all of, most of their tough games are at home this year. Uh, they have to go on the road to Oregon, and then they have to go on the road to Notre Dame. But Utah, UCLA, Washington, most of their hard games are at home this year. I think that counts for something. And then the SEC, uh, I, my spirit wants to pick Alabama, but the the East is a lot weaker, so I'm going to go UGA again. Bama has to play LSU. Well, this year it's in Bama. Last year it was in Tuscaloosa. This year it's in Bama. Last year they were at LSU. I just think UGA has a, just a little bit of an easier schedule in regards to their uh, division opponents compared to Bama. So I have UGA repeating in the SEC. And they have Brock Bowers, the best tight end in college football. Man, ain't nobody worry about no Brock Bowers. Okay. Listen, SEC, come on, bro. You know who I'm rocking with. Roll Tide. Nick, Nick. Show these. Nick, go ahead. I wouldn't be shocked. I'm coach just saying UGA schedule's up. easier. Let the coach them boys up, Nick. Go ahead, take them back to the national championship. Handle your business. Alabama, SEC. Big Ten, come on, bro. Michigan, I didn't believe in y'all last year. It ain't happening this year either. O-H-I-O. And I don't think Michigan... Mm, listen, 
Ohio State versus Wisconsin and the Big Ten uh, Big Ten Championship game. It's going to be Luke uh, Luke Finkel, Fickle. I think Luke Fickle versus his old team in Ohio State. Oh yeah, yeah, because he went from Cincinnati. You're correct. I think he's going to take him to the precipice, but I think Ohio State is going to win, and Wisconsin is going to be a really good team this year. Watch. Um, Big Twelve. Listen, Brent Venables. I think in year two is going to have Oklahoma really, really coached up. Uh, I think the conference championship game is actually going to be the two teams leaving for the SEC in Oklahoma and Texas. I'm going to give the nod to Oklahoma on this one. Um, who's going to win the Big 14? Kyle, that's hilarious. Pac-12. Listen, I'm going to stick with the homer pick. I'm going to go Oregon. Okay. Um, just because that's the homer pick. Uh, obviously, living out here in Eugene's backyard in Portland. Which one am I forgetting? ACC. <laughs> Don't you even don't even think about it. I'm not going to waste anyone's time saying I think Virginia Tech is going to win the ACC. I don't. Okay. Clemson, listen, until someone takes me until I see someone take Clemson off their high horse, that's still the team to beat for me. Listen, when it comes to Clemson and Bama, I know some of y'all out here think, oh, Clemson and Bama are going to be teams are going to get better. Listen, yeah, a, a broken clock's right twice a day. And the, the last two times it just so happened to be right when UGA's time was here. But let me let y'all know, Nick is shutting this shit down. Okay. Nick is shutting this. Y'all must have forgot who really run this college football shit, who birthed a lot of y'all's programs out here. Same brother that give all your favorite NFL coordinators jobs when they ask get fired. He he still runs shit and he's still here. Still and he go he he heard that shit you said, David Pollock. He wished you were still working at ESPN so you could be there and watch this downfall, respectfully speaking. But okay. Nick, handle your business. Alabama versus mm-hmm. Clemson. National championship game. Okay, I could see that. I didn't get to a national championship. If I if looking at this sheet, I really want to pick USC Georgia, but that would be homicide. So I'm going to take Ohio State Georgia. You know what? Would be, you know what? Listen, we'll talk about it in the years to come. But all honestly, the college football playoff ruined conferences. You think you think so? No, I know so. Wonder how I know? Because once the once conferences started realizing that certain conferences have a receive a better chance of receiving college football playoff bids, oh, no yeah. matter how, no ma- because of just based off a of competition, it ruined conferences. The fuck I need the fuck I need to be in a Pac twelve for y'all don't get chose for nothing. But you here's the here's the thing though. Here's the thing, though. Well, now with the college, the Big Ten, where you could lose a game and still make a playoff. Well, now with the expansion, each Power Five champion is in. So I don't know why you would leave. No, that's what they want you to think, dog. No, that's like every 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 conference champion gets a bid. That's why they expanded it because people in the Pac-12 weren't getting picked. Why would you leave the Pac-12 now? Because, now it's a cakewalk. Now because, every because year. let me tell let me tell you why. 
Why even waste time when every time – why waste time bringing a Pac-12 team to the playoff when we know what's going to happen? Y'all don't recruit the same. Y'all don't get the same coverage. Y'all don't get the same players. You know what we need? We need to go to the conference where they're recruiting the best players and get the best players who want to come here because they're still going to get the TV time they need to get to get drafted. So fuck this – what's your team name? Fuck your couch. That's what they're saying. That's what these com- That's what these teams are saying in the conferences. Fuck your couch. I'm out this bitch. All I'm saying is if I'm Utah or if I'm Oregon and I see my biggest competitor, USC, leave, why would I leave? Like I could run the Pac-12 for the foreseeable future. And where does that get you to the Rose Bowl every year? No, it'll get me if I win the I'm in the college football playoff. I can my recruiting strategy is you can come compete for a national championship every single year. But it's not competing if you're not competitive. And that's what we've seen in these college football playoffs. Hey, man, I just need to get a seat at the table. Anything can happen. No, but that's the problem. They're they're shortening the table. They're cutting the invites short. Which is insane. Some of you brokies out here, they're saying your conference don't even get an invite. Sit the kids' table for Halloween my year. I mean, for for, Hall- uh, for Thanksgiving this year, my G. You get you get the, hey, yo, Pac-12, go sit at the table with the, with the, S- the M- MCAT. The MCAT and the SAT. That's your conference over there. That's, hey, that's man. You, you the eat your turkey. That, no, you don't get no turkey. You eat the ham with the cold gravy. That's what they're telling the conference. When when Oregon State wins the Pac-12 in two years and they get an invite to the college football playoff, that could have been Oregon. What happens when Oregon State wins the Pac-12 in a few years and the college football uh, playoff committee looks at the other No, no, no. With, with, the, with the expansion, no. every champion gets in. That's part of it. Every conference champion gets in, right? Like, that was the whole point. No. No, that's – Kyle, can you look that up? Every... I think it's the eight best teams, and this gives them more incentive to put more Big Ten and more SEC schools SEC schools in the playoff. Yo, the, the Pac-12 don't even have an argument that they would get a team into the college playoff because – they haven't been able to. Let's see. Let's look this up. I could have. They swore, barely are able to. I could have swore every conference champion gets in, no matter what, and that was the point. Silly to me. Yeah, the field will compromise the selection committee's six highest ranked conference champions, and then its six highest ranked teams. If you're, yeah, thank you, Bam. The champion always gets in. So if I see USC leave the Pac 12 and I'm Oregon, why am I leaving? Why am I leaving? My biggest competition wants to go play Ohio State and Michigan. Get out of here. Because this conference isn't going nowhere. Y'all not making no money. Y'all broke. Y'all got me sitting at the broke. Now y'all got me sitting at the broke. Like my my brand is Southern Cal. I didn't had all these Hall of Fame. I had Reggie Bush here, dog. Y'all got me sitting at the Thanksgiving table with the S whack in them. Come on. What the fuck is we talking about? Hey, man. All I know is. Southern Cal should not be at the same Thanksgiving table as Middle Tennessee. I'm sorry. Oregon State, your recruiting strategy is we can compete for a national championship every year. Who's national championship? You just need to get there. We can we what's the point of getting there if you lose in 42 to 10? I can get there. You can help us get over the hump. Same way. I mean, that's all I'm saying. If 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 all my comp is leaving. You make the the front of your schedule difficult. You play your Notre Dames, you play your Clemsons, and then I go win the Pac-12 championship game. I could have lost four games the whole season. Guess what? I'm getting in. 
And if you crazy. make the college football playoff, do you know what that means? I think more gonna, money. I think they're they'll they'll put conference champions in, but they're not getting a good draw. Listen, and I'm talking about the more so the Pac-12. The Big 12 they've shown to give a little more respect to. Pac-12, they don't respect you. They look at you like you some hoes. It doesn't matter. The champion still gets in. I don't care who you respect. Okay, so, I still so, get in. So, so then what happens when the Pac-12 is consistently always getting like the sixth seed or the fifth seed or the fourth seed because no one respects them? Now they're getting the, the best non-conference champion. Now you're just that was just an extra football game that you get to play, but you're going to lose anyway. More money like, for the university. It. That's I've what, seen it's, enough that's what it's all about, versus, though, right? I've seen enough Bamas versus Washingtons. I've seen the LSUs versus the Oklahoma. I've seen enough of these matchups where this game's not going to be close, and this is going to get ugly fast. I mean, but you get the exposure. You get the money. That's what it's all about anyway, though, right? As someone who's worked in athletics, if you make the NCAA championship, the NCAA cuts you a piece of the pie. Like, you get yeah, an extra check. Huh? I mean, yeah, in, ba- in basketball, in every sport, in every I mean, sport, yeah, every sport, but making it there makes is a little bit more honorable in basketball and football. I mean, that's yo, dog. Hey, man, I mean, come if- on. There's about ten teams that all the best players go to. The rest of y'all, y'all got to develop. Most of y'all can't develop. So now you're just hoping and praying with a dream, a dollar, and a football that you have the magical one season that you need to help get uh, the recruits for a good season four years down the road. A lot of y'all aren't fooling me, Nick. Here, here's my here's my retort to that. A lot of Dwayne, y'all can't coach. You're not fooling me. You just Dwayne, playing with a hope and a dream for a good season. Nick, come clean these dudes up, yo. I'm Tulane, tired of y'all playing with Nick. Tulane just beat USC, and the transfer portal changes the entire landscape of college football. You have a lot of teams, especially in Texas, that got a lot of money that they can now give out legally. So if SMU says, "Hey, yo, come over here. We'll give you a mill." Pony Express is back, baby. Tulane beating USC don't move me because most of USC checked out when they realized they weren't making the college football. Oh, they, that is were... on Lincoln Riley. Hey, we'll see. We'll see. Speaking of, uh, speaking of, Kyle says, in all honesty, none of this makes him want to watch college football. Kyle, let me tell you something. If you were to watch college football, here's what I'd say. Watch the SEC, watch the Big Ten, and then watch whatever game Kirk Herbstreet and Chris Fowler are calling. And whatever game Gus Johnson's calling on FS. Well, well, Gus Johnson always gets the Big 12 game at noon, my favorite game of the day. Oh, because that's usually the Oklahoma game more yeah. times than not. Yeah. Oklahoma or Texas. Yeah, Oklahoma or Texas. Yeah. Uh, the NBA season, I mean, the NBA schedule kind of leaked. Any matchups you were intrigued about? If John ja Moran won't act like a fool, we could have got Lakers and Grizzlies on Christmas. Granted, we got Lakers Celtics, which is cool. but That would have been Grizzlies Warriors. Nah, after after what LeBron said about them boys after he kicked them out of the playoffs last year, we would have got Lakers Grizzlies. But Dylan Brooks isn't on the team, so. Doesn't matter. They were all talking. Other than that, nothing really stood out. I, the Christmas games are good, but again, the NFL is going to rule Christmas Day. Like this is going to be the was last. It, was it uh, Dallas at Denver or Dallas at Phoenix? Dallas is at Phoenix. Denver is playing. Um, I know it's Bucks, Knicks, Lakers, Celtics, the Mavericks, and Suns ended, and then I believe Golden State plays at Denver. Is it, is it Golden? I think it might be Golden State, Denver. It's not bad. It's not bad. It's not Shout bad. Shout out to Denver. Denver got a lot of a lot more televised games this year. 
Yeah, we 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 can finally, yeah, we can finally stop hearing it. Yeah, got a lot more. Uh, congrats to a lot of the USA athletes at the World Championships. Uh, still going on, but a lot of great performances over the past week. Want to shout out Shakari Richardson and Noah Lyles. Yeah. Who doubled? Uh, oh, not doubled. They both won gold in the hundred meter dash in their respective hundred meter dashes. So shout out to them and uh, shout out to the number, uh, the number of really great performances that have been going on over, and 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 um over at the World Championships. And also, congrats Sean O'Malley on the UFC Championship win this past yeah. weekend. Really, really good fight and good win. Uh, Danny, why you why you why you look that up? Um, one more congratulations in order. Congratulations to S- the Spain's women's national team on winning the Women's World Cup. So, Kyle, right there. on schedule, yeah, Kyle, right there. Uh, yeah, congratulations to Spain and shout out to uh, that uh, that one soccer player who redid Messi's picture after Argentina won the Men's World Cup last year. That was really cool. Uh, Danny, want to talk a little WNBA real quick? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, rough week for the Aces. They lost the Commissioner's Cup to the to the Liberty. For those who don't know, the Commissioner's Cup is the WNBA's version of the tournament that the NBA is trying to install this year. It's an in-season tournament. The Commissioner's Cup. Luckily for the Aces, that game does not count in the standings. Uh, so they turned around and beat New York two nights later. And then two days later, they lost to the Sparks. Uh, I think Asia Wilson's MVP campaign has taken a hit against the sparks there was an opportunity for her to i believe tie the game and she blew two layups uh can't do that if you're the mvp then they kind of just opens the door for brianna stewart and Alyssa thomas uh to gain some ground i will say for vegas they've been playing a game every other day for the past week and a half maybe which is a lot compared to I believe the Sparks had an entire week off before playing the Aces. Again, not making excuses. The Aces are the best team in bas- in women in WBA. They need to play like it. They miss Candace Parker. It's, it's definitive now how much she means to that team. Um, like I said, I think Asia's MVP campaign has taken a pretty big hit. Um, New York can gain some ground. They're about eight to ten games left. Uh, the biggest one for me, oh, Vegas, New York, and Connecticut all have clinched playoff bursts. Everyone else is kind of mulling around. We should start getting clinches as we get closer to the season. For me, the last thing I can watch, the last thing I'm looking for is uh, Seattle. The Storm right now um, are fighting top eight teams. Yeah, they're six and four in their last games. They started off horribly. They've turned things around. I'd love to see them in the playoffs. Granted, they would have to play the Aces round one. They played the Sky tonight. I think they're playing right now. That is a big game because the Sky, they are two games ahead of them uh, in the standing. So they play the Sky tonight, and then they play the Sky next week. Uh, if they can win both of those games, I think I think the Storm have a good chance of making the playoffs. They're losing right now by 10 at half. Uh, other than that, there really aren't any. The Aces are beating the hell out of Atlanta right now. Why you don't want to talk about the longest winning streak in the WNBA right now? The Liberty? Let's talk about it. Yo, Liberty, they're vibing. Like they no. who it would be the Los, Los Angeles, Angeles Sparks. Sparks. The Sparks man, Jordan Canada is in the conversation for, I believe, defensive player of the year and potentially most improved. Uh Neka Agumake. Hey dog. She the franchise. She always will be. Just, get her. Listen, here's the thing about the Sparks. They have dealt with so many injuries this year. It's amazing that they're still hanging around. 
I want to see this team healthy next year. I, I think they can make some noise. The coach, uh, what's that guy's name? He came from Connecticut. Pardon me for forgetting his name. He he can coach. He was just coaching in the WNBA Finals last year. So it's they just they just been hurt. They've had so many hardship contracts this year. Uh, I'd love to see that team what looks like healthy. But Jordan Canada, yeah, Jordan Canada, NECA. Keeping him afloat. Keeping him afloat. Lovely. Lovely. We're getting close to the end. Getting close to the WNBA postseason where it will get litty real yeah. quick. I think we're two weeks out. Two, two and a half weeks out. I'm ready for Maybe it. Maybe three. This is the perfect time for sports. A lot of good sports are, are about to come back. We're about two months away from the NBA. We're about uh, what, two weeks away from the NFL. Yeah. It's a great, great, great time. Uh, my brother, anything else? This was a, a great show. No, I that is it for me. Uh, let the people know where to find you, then, my man. Find me on the X app, not that X app, but the X app, formerly known as the Bird app, Danny hey, Ocean 41. Yeah, hey man, I mean, nope, we're not gonna talk about it. Danny Ocean 41, follow the pod, uh, speak on an underscore pod on Instagram, on X, uh, on TikTok. And also send us your questions, speak on a pod 14 at gmail.com. Again, that's speak on a pod 14 at gmail.com. Shoot us a note. Listen, make sure you follow the kid, the boy, the bro with the fro that's got to grow. Los D Mix on Instagram, Twitter, or slash X threads, um, t- YouTube at Los D Mix. That's L O S D E E M I X. Listen, um, this was a great show. You guys could have been anywhere in the world, but you were here with us. So all we can do is thank you. Next next week, we'll have a great friend, part of the show, really. The third co-host, uh, Kyle, is going to join us to, as we wrap up, wrap up our divisional chat with the NFC North. So I know Kyle and I will have some great discourse in regards to our Packers. Listen, Danny. Um, Listen, let me play let me play some more of this little this little mix. All right. Let me find another part where I thought I was cooking. Well, hold on. You ever heard Hold on. Let me let me show you what I did though. Okay. All right. So, you heard this song though? Yep. Mm. Huh? I got okay. it. Okay. You got it. I was cooking a little bit. You was cooking. You Hold was on. cooking. You was cooking, cooking. Hold on. I got to I did something. I got to remember. Yo, there's no time stamps when you do these. That's like the hardest part. So I got to remember. Hey. Hey, man. Tears. Legit tears. Legit tears. Hey. That's it for now, us. Now, when Beyonce came out, this is a, a heater, though. Everything Beyonce makes is a heater. See y'all next week.